Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. And this is the season finale of season 25. Q4. This is it. You're getting your bonuses. If all goes according to plan, buy your pools. (gasps) End of year boners. (laughs) (laughs) That's the episode title. There it is. That's what's happening. Absolutely. Our Christmas parties are about to rage. And we're going to find out. Are these two going to finally do it? Before we do that, Final donation reminder of June. Yep. And if you're a little late, we'll let it slide because we're silly geese. But do get your donation in and just keep supporting the LGBTQIA plus community. They need it now more than ever. We. It's a royal we. Indeed. And thank you everyone who has submitted their donation receipts already because they're rolling in and that's really exciting. It's so cool to see. Hot, hot action. Yeah. Should we blow? Let's get into it. Let's get right into it. I want to see these two. I know, because we left off with these two hooking up. It was a blowdown, included a blowy. And Tom's sort of having an existential, I think, crisis Mm -hmm. of realizing he's sort of been in love with Greg this whole time. Yeah. And he's like, this isn't casual. It's business casual sex. No, it's like formal Mm -hmm. sex. It's not casual for him. L is for your sexy lexicon. Yeah, I mean, what else? That's sort of it, right? They're hooking up. Yeah. Greg's in charge. Tom's in love. And we are mid-coitus, potentially. Corporate coitus, yeah. Well, I mean, he just sort of gave him the signal to, like, stop blowing him. He grabbed him by the hair. And now they're holding each other close. But I don't think that's the end of the blowing. No. No, no, no. Just the end of the blowdown, not the end of the blowing. Just the end of the blowdown. Yeah. So I say we make, like, Scrooge McDuck and dive into a bunch of gold coins Mm. in this empire. (sighs) In the penthouse. Wow, smooth. Let's do it. Let's go. You're a fucking surprise, he whispered in Greg's (laughs) ear. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) What was that? That is now available as a ringtone on fangasmpodcast.com. Come from. Oh my God. Eartha Kit? You're a fucking surprise. Oh my God. <laughs> took my breath away. Wow. Okay. Ooh. Oh, to fan myself. Oh man. He whispered in Greg's ear between kisses, light nibbles on the skin. Where the fuck did you learn to suck cock like that? I don't know. All those frat pornos I watch, apparently, Greg said. <laughs> I forgot when Allie reads, she does like a bit of a Greg impression. I feel like you can't read it without doing the Greg impression. It's like, 
It feels like a like kind of Ron adjacent. It's like I have I play one note and I just play it like slightly different each season. Well, you have a lot of women voices, but your male voices tend to all sort of fall in this. Kind of all kind of like this. <laughs> it's also what you really think about men. <laughs> Tom turned him over in the bed and climbed on top of him. Greg reached for him, his hands just as desperate, just as needy as Tom's had been mere moments before. Tom didn't recognize the shaking feeling, thought it might even be him, something vibrating inside of him so urgently that he could feel it externally. He thought to himself, well, that's new, before realizing it wasn't him at all. It was Greg, Greg giggling underneath him, Greg fidgety against his touch of Tom's kisses and the praise of Tom's tongue. What's so funny? Tom topped it. Tom top to ask. Stopped. I think stopped. <laughs> I like it being Tom top to ask. He's like, whoa. Tom stopped to ask. But the sight of Greg's amorous self was contagious. He laughed too. No idea why. And it didn't really matter. Uh, wait. Greg was still smiling. Wait, wait. He reached for Tom's cock with one hand, his eyes going wide as he grasped it. Dude, you just walk around with this thing on you? Shut the fuck up. That's like a choking hazard. A choking hazard, Tom repeated dryly. Yeah, yeah, you should like tattoo one of those black and yellow warning signs there. He trailed his fingers <laughs> up to the space below Tom's navel. Here, stop, Tom laughed, reaching down to pull Greg's hand away. Greg, I'm really starting to think you're not taking this seriously at all. Greg was all dimples and wrinkly eyes. He hummed a little sound of amusement, sucking lightly on his lower lip as he stared up at Tom. It was quiet again, and Tom was so fond of Greg, so fucking fond, and Greg at least felt the same way. Hey, Tom asked, almost whispering as a smile fell away. You're still drunk, right? Greg's eyes searched his. Sure, he nodded. You? Tom brought a hand to Greg's cheek, running his thumb along the shallow curve of Greg's chin. Sure. I wouldn't do this sober. Me either, Greg responded. He closed his eyes at the touch, and Tom couldn't help but kiss him, mostly because he didn't want Greg to say anything else. He wouldn't do this sober. Neither of them would. That's their plausible deniability in this whole thing. That was their angle. Tom pulled the cover around their bodies as he kissed Greg, wrapped them up together in warmth, in the heat of each other's bodies amidst the chill of this... Amidst the hill of this... Miss, amidst the... <laughs> Amidst the chill of this house of death. <laughs> wow, it's intense. Whoa. Yeah, Mondale. <laughs> he kissed Greg's neck, Greg's chest, running a curious tongue over Greg's nipples to see what might happen. Nipples? Uh -huh. Good. He gets it. Oh. He knows the fangasm way. The right one was more sensitive than the left. He noted that. He kissed Greg's ribs, pressed the bone against his lips, wanted to knock a tooth or two out of his own skull with the brute force of them. Do you ever love somebody so much you want to knock your teeth out with their ribs? <laughs> <laughs> that ever happened to you? That's love. You want to fucking floss with their ribs? <laughs> Sheesh. He loves them too much. <laughs> Nine out of ten dentists agree. Pause for applause. <laughs> I couldn't find where I was reading it. I was like, <laughs> insert laugh track. I'll probably have time when Lindsay and Danny laugh at that <laughs> joke to find my place in the story again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're going to save the Little Shop of Horrors dentist bits for when we do that season. Perfect. <laughs> I wanted to keep reading and then I lost my place when I couldn't find it. <laughs> he kissed Greg's stomach as his hands ran over Greg's heart. He felt the gentle, captive beat thumping rhythmically faster the lower he went. He could feel it there in the heartbeat that Greg wanted him right down to the bones and deeper still. 
down to the boner. He didn't know what he was doing, not only logistically, which, well, he didn't know what he was doing there because he's not in operations for the company, obviously. He's in the public relations side. He's pulling a supply chain. (laughs) But it wasn't at all daunting. He didn't know why he was doing this. Not really. It wasn't smart and it didn't make sense. And they both fucking knew it had nothing to do with those girls or anyone else outside the room. They were doing this, he thought, either because they wanted each other so desperately that they lied to themselves and each other about it, which seemed logical, or because they hated each other so much that they just wanted to ruin each other's lives irreparably. When he first got a taste of Greg's cock, he realized he didn't really care which one it was anymore. Greg's moans were low and long, and it was sinfully explicit the way he let himself enjoy Tom. What gave him the right, Tom thought, to want to touch me this much? What gave him the right to want me so selfishly that he could let me destroy him like this? He didn't know what he was doing, but he seemed to be doing it well, or else Greg just liked him that much. He continued as long as he could, but his jaw was aching after a few minutes. After which he realized he may have gone a little overeager. He croaked out something that was almost like an apology when he stopped, but Greg wasn't having it. He reached down, pulled Tom up again, wrapped him up in the blankets. He kissed him desperately, giddily. He touched Tom and started talking in his ear, and Tom could barely keep up with the filth, but it was working. Greg's talking about choking on his cock and putting fingers in his asshole and even something about dressing him up in lace at one point. (laughs) It wasn't that Tom was trying not to listen. It was just that Greg's voice was so quiet and whiny and pathetic that Tom couldn't concentrate. Not if he wanted to keep some version of his sanity intact. Tom needed to shut him up and quick. He gripped Greg by the jaw, his fingers and thumb digging rather uncomfortably into the soft skin of his cheeks, and he pulled him into another kiss, his tongue dipping into Greg's mouth like he was sampling the flavor of the month. He slid along the roof of Greg's mouth, and it worked well enough. Greg lost all concentration, let Tom overpower him. They kissed roughly and ugly. They kissed like they invented it. And they kissed like they hated each other. Maybe they did on some level. Maybe this is how they hated each other, how they destroyed each other. They should have thought this through. They should have thought this through for five damn minutes. Do you want to come on me? Greg asked. Tom, (laughs) Tom's face collapsed into the crook of Greg's neck as he laughed again. Sorry, Greg smiled. There's never like a not funny time to ask that, I guess. (laughs) It's not really the question that was making Tom laugh. It was just that if he didn't laugh, he thought he might cry. He really might. Well, Greg asked after another moment, do you? Tom lifted his head, looked down into Greg's eyes. He pressed his smiling lips to the tip of Greg's nose, dragged them up by the forehead. It would be my pleasure, he answered. Greg eagerly, enthusiastically pulled Tom into a proper kiss. He wanted to leave Mark's. That was what he really wanted to do. That could be a conversation starter tomorrow night, he thought. Hey, girls, 50 bucks to the first person who guesses how Tom got these hickeys. (laughs) Or maybe he just really wanted to leave a piece of himself with Tom a little longer. Greg licked his hands, licked it again just for certainty, and plied it between them again, gripping Tom's cock and jerking him off slowly as they kissed. Tom was close to the end, so close he didn't want to stop and warn Greg. But Greg was the experienced one here. So let Greg figure it out for himself, he thought. And of course, Greg did. Sit up. Greg told him after a kiss that left his lips swollen and almost cherry red. Where do you want to come? I'm Logan Roy's face. (laughs) (laughs) Tom's immediate answer, at least in his mind, was that he wanted to come on Greg's chest right over his heart. Oh, God. So cute. I want to come on your heart. (laughs) Wow. 
But that seemed, well, it, it was almost serial killer level weird. So he wanted to come on Greg's cock. And it seemed that was what Greg hoped for anyway. Touch yourself, Greg told him as he stared down at him. Lube yourself up with my cum, you fucking whore. <laughs> Fuck, Greg groaned, smiling wickedly upward. Hell yeah, fucking cum on me, Tom. <laughs> Tom watched Greg's uneven handling of him as he watched Tom right back. He wanted to kiss Greg. He wanted to be inside Greg. He wanted Greg inside him. He wanted it all, everything. But then he came, and for those few precious seconds, it was almost like he had nothing at all but Greg, but here, but now. And then Greg was smiling up at him with that goofy open mouth gape of his, and Tom was coming back down to earth just in time to catch the fact that Greg was teasing him for being so fucking loud. Tom felt his body spent, and he didn't move off Greg. He couldn't speak, couldn't think of a single word to say at that moment. It... Um, it was that thought thing again. All the words were stuck in his brain and not a single one wanted to be the first to come out and ruin things. You should kiss me again, Greg said then, <laughs> jerking his cock at what Tom considered an almost alarming rate of speed. <laughs> or maybe in reality, those things were just a little slower in Tom's head now. Things were a little stunted, only barely returning to normal. But this might have been, probably would have been, the last chance he ever got to kiss Greg. There would be no more excuses made for this kind of thing in the future. This was their one time. And sure, he could sort of look forward to whatever tomorrow night was going to turn into, but it was unlikely that either of them would still want to do anything nearly as so foolish as kiss. You guys, this is a real tearjerker. This is so emotional. It's really sad. This is a tearjerker and... Tearjerker. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to kiss again. Don't <laughs> let this be the last time. It's heartbreaking shit. So he did kiss Greg, kissed him slowly, kissed him right, kissed him with a hand on his cheek, another hand over his heart. Thank God he didn't come there. <laughs> ah! <laughs> over his heart, dry as a bone. <laughs> he loved that heartbeat. He wanted to capture the rhythm in a bottle and carry it around his neck like Angelina and Billy Bob. <laughs> oh my God. What? Did we think we'd get an Angelina and Billy Bob reference? Wow. Peak 2000s. What did they do that was weird? He wore a vial of her blood in a bottle around his neck. Mm. Classic. I did see on TikTok an ad for, and this I means something's weird about my targeting, but <laughs> they can take dried semen and turn it into a necklace. Oh, Lindsay, you got, that, got too. that too. You got that too. Yep. There we go. Allie? So we're both no, freaks. <laughs> I did not. Guys, I'm getting served up just regular jewelry, comfrey. <laughs> Boring. Wait, speaking of comfrey, wasn't comfrey a character in Succession? I think she was an assistant. Comfrey. Oh, it sounds right. Perfect. She should work for us. Your attention to detail is amazing. <laughs> comfrey. Comfrey? Not comfrey. Is the C-O-M, I think. Are you thinking of Pomfrey? C-O-M-F-R-E-Y. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. He wanted a piece of Greg's heartbeat with him everywhere. He sort of got the whole vampire thing now. He needed water or a lobotomy. <laughs> he needed Greg to want him like this every day. He needed either of them to admit that they've wanted each other like this before, before there were other people involved, before they had an excuse to do this, before it would have been acceptable, back when they would have been nothing more than two dirty, rotten cheaters. He needed Greg to want to leave it all forever, get out before it did irreparable damage if it hadn't already. Mm. Greg hummed hard against Tom's lips, and Tom felt Greg's body tremble beneath him, backed away just enough to let Greg whine a little louder as he came, to let Greg catch his breath, to let that breath be Tom's breath, to let them breathe into each other and never, ever breathe each other out. Hmm. Tom rested his forehead against Greg's. This is honestly beautiful writing. It truly is. Allie, what's that? Go on, go on, 
Leave me breathless. Hold on, Lindsay. Didn't we? We got into it. Our friend was so annoyed because we kept doing that over and over again. The cranberries? (laughs) The cores, Danny. The cores. The Irish. (laughs) It was the cores. One night during COVID, we all gathered in my backyard and we used to just like listen to music and get high and whatever. And we started talking about that song and one of our friends got so mad. She like told us not to sing it and was like pissed. Yeah, because we were so high that we just kept being like, go on, like in the middle. (laughs) It is annoying, but. It is, yeah. She's right. Were you silent or were you silenced? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Tom rested his forehead against Greg's, rested his body against Greg's, rested his troubles, his soul, et cetera, et cetera. Those things he had never done before more times than he could count. And then he let himself fall into the bed beside him because that was what he needed to do now. He needed to go back to the way things were before, which was nothing like this. And getting off of Greg was the smallest start possible. They lay beside each other, a mess of words they'd never say. They both stared up at the ceiling for a while. It seemed that even the silence was mocking their transgression. Should I go? Greg asked after what felt like hours, but Tom knew it had been about five minutes, and he found himself, much to his surprise, saying, please don't. So Greg stayed. The lights were still on, and that wasn't part of the plan at all. They never thought these things through. I'm sorry, Tom attempted to correct himself moments later. I didn't mean to. You you can obviously go if you want to. I, I wasn't trying to make you stay any longer than you want to. No, no, Greg answered. It's okay. I like it here. You do? Tom looked at him for the first time. Sure. Greg shrugged, not looking back. What's not to like? Big house? Big bed? Big dick? (laughs) (laughs) It's haunted. (laughs) Tom said quietly. (laughs) Wow. What a turn. (laughs) Whiplash. Greg knew he wasn't talking about anything supernatural. You gonna move? (laughs) Greg asked. Tom shrugged. Greg looked at him at last. He moved a little closer, leaned his frame against Tom's like two old houses in an old western town. Oh, Oh, that's a beautiful visual. Wow. They had no business looking so battered. And for all they'd been through together, they had no business still standing. Do you, Tom started to ask, then suddenly felt foolish. And then a moment later, he decided nothing really mattered anyway. Do you want to sleep here tonight? Greg considered, smiled a little. Like here in bed with you? Don't make it weird, Greg. Sorry, I just figured, you know, the weird part ended when you came on my cock. But (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Tom wanted to punch him or kiss him, both. Some third thing he wouldn't let himself acknowledge. Sure, Greg said anyway. Yeah, better than getting a cab home. Well, I'm glad I could be of some assistance to you, Greg. Tom pulled up the covers and looked at their bodies. We should clean up, shouldn't we? Shower. Greg surveyed the damage. Probably, but I'm pretty comfy, so later? Tom silently agreed, and then he closed his eyes, savoring the moment that would no doubt pass at any moment. So what time do you think we should have them over? Greg asked. Tom opened his mm. mind. He hadn't thought it would be over quite so abruptly, actually. I, I don't know, he answered, and he pulled the covers away and left the bed. I'm going to clean up, actually. Why don't you decide? He tried not to appear rushed, but he was happy when he was safely behind the bathroom door. He slipped into his bathrobe and tied it tight around his body, turning on the tap so it sounded like he was doing anything else other than what he was actually doing. And what he actually did was sit on the rug on the floor and regretted it all. Oh, Tom, he's such a sad sack. He didn't know how long he sat there. Could have been a half hour, could be five minutes. He didn't cry, but his mind did go somewhere sort of far away and still familiar. Somewhere it went when the world his mind lived in wasn't at all pleasant. 
It was a world where he and Greg had run away and started their own thing. In Tom's imagination, it wasn't a media conglomerate they'd started. In fact, in his mind, they didn't even have a TV where they live. Maybe it's a restaurant, or maybe it's a ski chalet, or maybe it's a scuba dock. <gasps> it's a dick dock. <laughs> maybe they got a great deal on a private island, and they just live in little huts beside each other on the beach. Maybe they step outside and watch the sun come up before they spend their days apart, only to meet again at sunset and do it all over again. In the fantasies in this faraway place, it was never sex with Greg. It was nothing so far-fetched as marriage or romance. It was something unthinkable, really. It was peace. It was complete peace. Uh, a piece of ass. Oh, so sweet. It was just them, and it was something he'd wanted since before he knew that Greg was the person he wanted it with. A knock at the bathroom door startled him back to reality. He stood and shut off the tap water before answering. Hey, Greg said as Tom peeked out. For tomorrow... Tom tried not to look so defeated already. Yes? Well, Greg said, dressed in his undershirt and a pair of Tom's pajama pants. I was thinking, uh, maybe those girls weren't the right ones for tomorrow, right? What? said Tom. Greg shifted his stance, one foot to the other, and looked down at the blankness of his phone screen. I mean, you know, were they even hot? Or, or were we just horny? Tom studied him a moment. They were hot, Greg. Greg nodded. No, okay, yeah, just checking. Tom opened the door wider, waiting for Greg to say more, but he didn't. Unless, Tom offered casually, you just want to call the whole thing off. Greg's eyes snapped up at Tom's. Well, you know, I was actually thinking that um, maybe we could just try again next weekend, you know? And now we have this whole thing with us done, right? So we, we don't have to worry about that again. But, you know, I don't know. I just keep thinking about them. And now I'm thinking maybe they weren't for us. Aww. Tom smiled a little. Greg seemed almost embarrassed at the smile Tom offered. He looked away. Well, what happens tomorrow night then, Tom asked. Greg turned away, sauntered toward the bed. I don't know, we could, like, we could hang out, I guess. He looked back at Tom quickly, in a not-sex way, obviously. Obviously, Tom grinned. We could stream a movie or order a pizza, drink some beers, Tom added. Of course, said Greg. Tom smiled. He walked to the dresser for clothes, then followed Greg into bed, and they found a comfortable place under the covers. The air purifier kicked on, and Tom turned out the lights. In the bed, Greg slept a respectable 10 inches away from Tom. In the bed, Tom dreamt about beach huts and ski resorts. The end of this season. Oh, oh, oh. my heart is so full. Wow. Now, first of all, 10 <gasps> inches isn't that much, especially because I'm assuming he's a king bed. Yeah. But maybe that was the minimum because of his boner. <laughs> That's what I like to think. <laughs> he was one boner's worth away. Because I did mean to make the joke that Tom had a ludicrously capacious <laughs> dick. That feels right. Beautifully. Never too late. Uh, okay, let's let's sing. When the season ends, check your underpants. Is your stock up or down? I mean. Oh, baby. Beyond. Beyond, beyond. Beyond, beyond. There, like, aren't even any words. The author wrote all the best words. That's so sweet. I mean, stock is up, portfolio is full, heart is full. I swear to God, this is the most beautiful story we've read. Maybe runner-up to the McGonagall and uh, Ollivander story. Remember, that was just like gorgeous and romantic and florid. Oh, tender, tender. Yeah, yeah this was wonderful. And the characters were so well-written. The story was so fun. I hope they live happily ever after at a place where they can both be in a beach hut and a ski resort. I mean, it sounds like... <laughs> They're moving to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect state for all your outdoor <laughs> The perfect state. <laughs> With Hawk and Michigan, Al. 
Not in this moment. She's like, sounds like you're a utopia. Michigan. Uh, oh, man. D, I presume. You know how the, the CEO of Patagonia, like, sold off his rights forever so that, like, all future income goes to the environment? Yeah. Mm. That's what I want to do with this relationship and mm-hmm. this business. We're closing it down. There shall be no more. Yep. All the dividends shall go to- Their love. Beach huts. Support society. <laughs> yeah. They're getting a sticker for me, for sure. Yeah, they are, for sure. <laughs> so we just, you know, shout out to the author, Gregory John Hirsch. Greg himself, probably. This was so great. I loved it. It was sexy. It was sweet. It was wonderful. It was spicy. Come on my cock. <laughs> Yeah, what a fun season. And we should say that, okay, this is the last episode of this season, but on Patreon, Succession doesn't stop. The succession continues Mm -hmm. because we've got another story over there. And I think we should say who the pairing is because I think it's highly desired. Announce the new corporate leadership board. The corporate leadership will be Lindsay Rush herself, Roman Roy, and (laughs) Allie Lefevre, Jerry. (laughs) It's a Lindsay Allie quickie. That probably just ruined it for them. It's Jerry and Roman. (laughs) Wait, who is it? (laughs) It's going to be over on Patreon. And so that's going to be coming out. It may have already come out, I think, by the time you listen to this episode. When this is up, yeah. And then next season is Barbie. Come on, fangasm. Let's go party. <laughs> Perfect. Come on, fangasm. Let's go orgasm. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. yeah. Come on, fangasm. Let's go orgasm. Done. You guys, and it's a Potterotic slash Fanny Pack member wrote the story. She did. And another one edited it. So it was like this group. It's like a beautiful. It's so great. I can't wait. We're so excited. Get your pink. We'll see you in a couple weeks. One in the pink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Two in the pink. Ooh. Okay. We'll see you guys later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 